Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and something a little bit different for you today. I have the CEO and co-founder Vlad Stan from Galileo, uh, the online self-directed education platform that you guys have probably heard me talk about in the past. Uh, that is the online school that Lauren and two of my other kids spend the, most of their days and it's Vlad's vision and Vlad's hard work and his, uh, his, his itch to solve this huge need of the next education system. What's that going to look like and how should that be built out? What are the best practices? Now, Vlad is uh, down the rabbit hole. He's a Bitcoiner and that has helped shape the business. So... Sit back, relax, enjoy this one. You will probably have, if you're a parent, you will probably have lots of searching questions to answer after this. So it might get a little bit uncomfortable at some stage. Stick with it. I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. There's a huge amount that we cover. And you'll see clearly the crossovers between the homeschool community and the Bitcoin community. These guys, these communities, they, they intertwine and overlap in so many different ways that, um, you know, it makes me even more bullish for the future of, uh, of our families and, uh, and what we're doing to provide, uh, you know, our kids with, you know, the, the best possibilities in life going forward. So let's do this show with Vlad. But before we do, a big shout out to coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten and swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Both of these companies have been kind enough to support the show and show an interest in my work. I thank you both for that. You can listen to previous interviews. I've had uh, most of the Swan team on at this stage. Go to swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten and check out the team. You'll find they have amassed a huge amount of Bitcoiners to help push their message. Corey and Jan have done a great job. And uh, Obi from CoinFloor has been on this podcast, as have one of their Boomer customers in the UK. Her name is Angela. You can go and listen to that interview with her because that gives a nice rounded out uh, kind of uh, view of how Boomers are interacting with Bitcoin. And it might even help Orange Pill some of your older friends and family. So without further ado thank you everybody for listening here's the show with vlad enjoy and i'll catch you after the show but the podcast will be practically uh, audio only right just audio vlad just audio so you don't okay. need to worry about looking your best let's let's start it i'm not gonna even edit that part welcoming to the show vlad stan how are you doing vlad 
<laughs> Hello, Daniel. It's like, really? Are we in like this? We're in, man. We're in. Like, there's no messing around. Lauren okay. has a science club to get to, and she has to ask you the first question. So far away, Lauren. Um, my question is, why did you decide to uh, well, create Galileo? Oh, that's a, that's a very good question. And the answer, I'm not sure if it's like it's a short answer on this, but um, but I think because I have two kids, you know, and one day you, one of them, he said, look, I hate school. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, painful for you as a parent, you know, just to have your kids saying, you know, I hate school. So I decided to do something about this. And, uh, and uh, I started an experiment with them. Like, I think this was like four years ago. Also, my experience with the school was not a good one, right? So I was born in a communist country. The school was actually more like a, a type of indoctrination. And uh, I was like a rebel and I was like, the only thing I learned is like math and physics. Like this is like the only stuff could not be altered by, by communists. So, so uh, you know, practically my previous experience with school was pretty terrifying, right? So I guess, uh, you know, these two things actually contributed to this decision, right? To, to, to do something about this. So, so kind of we started with, uh, with a small experiment now and now the rest of the story you know it right because you were part of it so but we started with a small experiment and then you know more people were asking about this and i realized actually the same problem is not only my problem it's like many parents they have the same issue right so they they know school is not a good fit for the kids the kids are like terrified about the school and you know there are not so many people trying to solve this problem even if it's like a very big problem so um yeah that's that's how we started yeah, you can run away now. You got to go. You, you want to ask more questions? No, I just want to say, I remember, uh, like, I think it was like two years ago when it was just a book club. Mm -hmm. And now it, it has expanded to like 170 students. Yeah. And Vlad and I are going to talk about all of this cool stuff so the listeners can okay, learn about yeah. the journey. Okay. I have to go. Bye. Thank you. Enjoy the science club. Take care. Bye. I, sh I will. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I know you've been dodging this. Yeah, because, thank you so much uh, for having me here, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I think it's a great story to tell. I get a lot of interest from listeners asking about Galileo and asking about world schooling, homeschooling, alternative schooling. I hate that phrase, as, as you probably do. Um, you know, why does... Why does anything around education have to be alternative in, in air quotes? Um, because we, we are indoctrinated, right? You, you said you grew up in a communist country. I grew up in, in the UK, which is, you know, let's not talk about that place right now. But, it, you know, the, 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 the education system was an indoctrination as it is around the world. But let's hear about like your, your young life, because uh, few listeners probably have ever grown up in um under communist uh, regime so so where did you grow up and and uh give us a little bit of a, a background story and insights as to young vlad growing up and going through this uh schooling situation yeah. so you know why uh, <clears throat> i was born in a very small city in uh, in romania um as the name is Baco, and um you know, my, my perspective about school was like, you know, school is fine, I think, uh, up to five or sixth grade, but then started to, to, I mean, you started to realize, you know, they're like trying to make us all the same and 
and um, I guess I guess my father was kind of you know also like a rebel even if he, if even if he I mean communism helped him a bit you know to with the life especially with education right coming from a poor family and then you know communism actually helped him have access my mother on the other side actually was on the other type of family right like a little bit more uh, uh, wealthy but she was affected because like you know they you know communists confiscated everything so i had like both perspectives so, you know it was like in my family my mom and my dad and um and you know i i guess everyone was like afraid about what was happening but um but what is like really important is like i think you know like we education was like very important in our family and it's like my mom and my dad they always like told me like hey you should learn more. you need to become uh, you need to be educated right if you want to succeed in life and it, it was very frustrating imagine like you know your parents saying this and then you go to school and you hate the school right so it was always a conflict in me and uh, the only thing i actually did was like math and physics which helped me of course you know later on now i was like doing all these things but but uh, but i i you know i remember like i i felt like uh, i'm missing something you know it's like not having access to other things and another very interesting perspective was like you know being in a communist country it's like you know it's like you think stuff like this will never change this system will never disappear right so i was like 16 it's like you know this communism i have to i have to adapt my life it's like this this is not going to disappear and um but you know what is like really interesting and this really shaped my life right so so at age of 17 18 almost right so um boom we have a revolution in romania and it's like in one week we change the system right so now something which was like for me impossible now is possible right so like even if like a system with like such a complex system like the communist system right like Im imagine the entire eastern europe right russia all these countries and and in in a couple of months like I, they all vanished and disappeared and you know i realized like everything is possible like any system can be changed if you really you know, it's like if you really have the desire to change it, like, and and I think the same, like the same happens right now. All these people, they like everybody's thinking, you know, the traditional education system is so broken, you know, and I think it will be a kind of a revolution. I was like, and it's like, we'll, we'll change this system like very fast. You know, it's like, I, I don't think it will take like too long, too long. You know, it's like, because people actually, like every parent I met, like, you know, they are complaining about this. So, so this was like, you know, something that really shaped my life. So I know in my mind, like everything is possible. So you can change the system, even like if it seems like impossible, like you don't know actually how this can happen, but it will happen. And uh, an another very interesting perspective was, you know, when I left Romania and then I discovered, you know, some democratic countries, you know, so, and then you see, you know what, but the system is kind of the same. It's, you know, so, you so man but the school is actually the same everywhere it's like man that's that's that that was really you know scary right so when you realize that you know the other system like you always dreamed of like you know like hey this is this is the ideal world but then you live in this ideal world and you realize actually it's not that ideal and and kind of like everyone is trying to you know uh use the education system just to control people and make sure you know like everyone is um you know it's kind of like you know systemized you know like i don't know like it's like it's like it will find their place right so no one is actually thinking like for the person 
everyone is thinking, you know, like for for the system, let's say, right? So, uh, and I think, you know, this is like part of like kind of our mission right now is like, how can we get back, you know, this freedom of choice, right? It's at the end, it's a freedom of choice, like about what kind of stuff I want to learn and uh, and my kids want to learn. And it's like, how, how can you get back this freedom of choice back to the families? And, uh, and yeah, that's, I guess, you know, this is kind of like our mission right now for, for Galileo. Like it's, it's amazing, right? So to have, to have a, a school where you can learn about freedom from such an early stage, you know, like age or it's, yeah. So, um, so I guess that's why it's like also so appealing for the students, right? So that's why, because they, they feel the freedom like right away. And we work with the parents to convince them, hey, you know what, trust your kid, trust your kid, he'll do right, right? It's like, it's, you don't have to worry about this. And well, this is another conversation, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the story behind uh, behind my life <laughs> and we will, we're going to go so deep into galileo and self-directed education and uh, how the systems are broken and everything it's going to be great give people uh, a real insight to like the work that's been going on in this space that you and i have been following for oh myself since leaving the the education system first time around in 2014 uh, and meeting you along the way um, never in person, by the way, always, always like this, <laughs> like, like many other in the team. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. A, a completely decentralized, um, freedom fighting, um, you know, kind of, um, empowering the individual school. This is what Galileo is all about. It can, it completely decentralized. And we're going to talk about the dojos and everything that, uh, a little bit later in the show, but I, you, you mentioned something there about your, your mother and father coming from different sides of the spectrum. So how did, how did that happen? How did communism end up confiscating like your mother's family's wealth? What, what was going on? Did, were you even born at that stage or were these stories that you'd heard? I don't know. It was, it was way before, right? So uh, actually my, I never, for example, I never met my grandfather. He died. And I, I guess this was one of the reasons, right? Like, I think, well, the, the grandfather coming from my mom's side, right? So um, uh, we, we had some examples in the families. For example, my mom's uncle, uh, he was a, a teacher, right? So, and he was like trying to say in school that uh, communism is not good. And he was sent to uh, a camp uh, for 14 years. So, and, and actually the entire family is like, you know, it was like, uh, I mean, it, it was a terrifying times. Like it's, you cannot even imagine them. It's like, I mean, luckily when I grew up was a little bit better, right? But initially when the communism was like, uh, uh, just started in Romania, it was like a really tough times. And some families, you know, they lost people, they died or, you know, sent to camps or, uh, 14 years right and and the family they they thought they like his like that and yeah i mean just because you know they no one had the property in the communism so that that this idea you know it was it it was uh banned so to have to own something uh, more than just an apartment i think um so yeah if you had lands like uh, you know like my, my my mom's family um practically everything was confiscated so imagine you work for a life and then everything gets disappears one day uh, on the other side as i told you right my uh, but, but also for my dad so 
so for my dad, for example, I, I recall talking with my grandmother from my dad part, right? Like, like said, I was the, the youngest one in, uh, in the family and my father didn't want to send me to school. And he said, I should stay and take care of the animals, which now is like kind of like now gave me the, the idea is like, you know, I think there, there should be a law to force parents kind of like, you know, to give kids education, not necessarily to send them to school, but not, you know, oblige them to do work, you know, and, and kind of like enslave them just because you are the, you know, the, in, in charge of that family. So, so this was her perspective and, and she wanted so much to have her kids, you know, uh, with college degrees or something. And, and actually my father from that family was like, he was the first one actually with a college degree, right? It was a big, big achievement for the family. And I think this was, this was also, you know, the reason like every, everyone in the family was like, very focused on education, learn, learn, learn. Like, you know, like that's, that, that was like the only thing I could hear like my entire childhood. So, but yeah, I mean, complicated times and, um, but it was before me kind of. So in my, my time wasn't that bad because I was, a, I was a kid. So I was, I mean, other than school, right. But, uh, but other than that, it, it was quite okay. Man, it's crazy. I, I was just, uh, somebody tweeted around the other day, like the, the 10 points of uh, Karl Marx's um, manifesto for, for communism. And it, it's, you, you read through it, it's so shockingly close to, to what we have right now around the world. It's like the, a, a real wake up call. And it's, it's crazy. So because that resonated with me when you said, you know, you finally got to leave, uh, well, you saw the system changed, rolled back, and completely obliterated in a matter of weeks and if not months. But then you, you, for want of a better word, escaped that country anyway and went in search for more um, democracy. And in getting there and finding out, well, this is just another system like the system I've just left. And, you know, who are these systems serving ultimately? So you... As far as I know, I don't know whether you went straight to, to Silicon Valley, but you you definitely made a roundabout route there. How how did you get there, and um, what were you working on in uh, in those days? Man, I, I never discussed about this, but it, no, it wasn't that short, right? So so right after after the communism, actually, I um, I, I I actually life in Romania was pretty good because you know having initiatives like me. You know, you have tons of, of opportunities, and I, um, I, I became um, uh, like a stock market trader, right? So, imagine like being being very young and uh, learning about stock markets, and it was that period when like actually the stock market was created in Romania for the first time. So, you know, imagine no regulations. It's like it was like now it was like very crazy times, and. Um, but I learned a lot about, you know, about economy. I learned a lot about money. So I was doing transactions, I, I think, you know, like in, in terms of like hundreds of millions of dollars, right, for, uh, for, for, for the clients, right? So like I was trading for these customers, uh, which was an American investor, actually, mainly. So, uh, but just imagine, I mean, this, this investor, right? So he invested in Romania $60 million at that point. And after seven years, I think, he exited with the 2.5 billion. 
So imagine, you know, the size of opportunity, right? So I, I became trader and I, I spent some time and then it was like the crash. I think like the crash was like 2008, I think, or something. I, I don't remember exactly. So it, it was this crash and I said, I discovered the internet and I said, man, I, I, that's, that's what I want to do. And I stopped doing trading. I had some money, right? So from, from this, and I put like everything in, into this new online company that I started in Romania. And, uh, and this is actually very interesting. I, um, I, my, my English was very bad, extremely bad. It's like, you know, it's like I, I, I could actually not, I was like not able to speak only to read and not even to hear. It's like, you know, it was like in a conversation, I could not understand everything. It's like, it was like really complicated, but to read it was okay, right? So, so because of that, it's like, I was limited to build products and, and stuff, you know, in Romania mainly. So. So I created, I, I hired like, I mean, man, I, I hired like an amazing team of developers, right? So amazing teams, like all of them, they have like super powerful jobs right now. One is working for CERN, one is working uh, uh, for like a big antivirus company in Romania. It's like, it's like everyone, like super, super smart guys, right? One for like, uh, I mean, all, all of them, super, super smart guys, all students, right? So so I'm, I'm hiring these guys and we said, you know what, let's try to do some some crazy ideas on the internet. And, and we, we played around with different things, right? So this was like very early, right? Like not, not so many things happening. And um, we created the first email, you know, mob on, on mobile. It was what, right? So like, imagine it was like um, this Nokia bananas. Like, I'm not sure if you remember this. So we, we, we could make, you know, like you can access email. And we, um, we, we, we managed to create this app, right? So you can access your email via web. You know, I mean, this technology is not existing anymore. So, and we had, we had like, we had like 50,000 users from around the world, but because I was not able to speak English, I could not realize the potential, you know, like being and I like always thought about this, man, if I were in Silicon Valley, my life will be completely different. You know, it's like, I'm in this country here, nobody knows about us. Like we're so, you know, so far away from everything. And I was like, I was actually super frustrated about this, right? So, because my mind was so limited and um, and I could not speak English. And, you know, like, so my universe was like very small. And um, yeah, it, I mean, just imagine, right? It's like this was the first email. I mean, this company is like, I mean, at exactly at that time, I think Hotmail was sold for $250 million to Microsoft or something. So we we created this email platform kind of in the same time. And our platform was actually better than Hotmail, right? So like it's, but but no one knew about it, right? So like so so then we realized, man, there is a potential here, and we're like spending time in in Romania just because I don't speak English, right? And um, anyway, I I, I built uh, I started to build other products. I went I went actually it, it was like very successful. I, I built a company which was very successful in Romania. We had a couple of million users, uh, and um, and I guess at that point I started to pay more attention to what's going on outside and started to improve my English. And I think at that point, oh no, and actually I, I failed like so big time because you know, I, I, uh, I had an investor and um, this investor like invested in the company. I think, I don't know, like five, $600,000. I don't remember exactly the numbers, but I gave up like 60% from my company, right? So when we have an offer to sell, you know, I said like, hey, dude, this is like, we, we created this company. This is exactly the buyer. Like I always dreamed of like, you know, selling to these guys. It was Sonoma Hearst, right? Like the publishing company. 
So these these guys, they are making us an offer, I don't know, like a couple of million dollars, probably around like $10 million, two offers actually from another Polish fund. Like, you know, it's like, so we have two offers. And I said, we should sell this. We should sell this. And I was like, you're making, you invested 600,000, you'll make 6 million. It's in a couple of years. And I'll make 4 million. It's like, it's, yeah, I mean, I can have a good life, right? So, but you know what? He screwed me up, man. And I, I, I lost everything. And so this guy is actually the VC. They said, look, it's not your company anymore. You're not in charge here, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and I, I was actually, I was also stupid, but um, but anyway, I, I lost everything. So imagine, right? So after eight years of work, building a pretty successful company, right? Now with nothing. So kind of like, actually, I think I had like some, some debts. Like I, I, I started to kind of like, I took another credit from my, uh, from the bank. I, uh, I, I, uh, I put an apartment, you know, as a, uh, how do you call this? And you put apartments like as a, a collateral. As a guarantee, like a like collateral. Right? So, yeah, exactly. yeah. so we, we, I put the apartment, my parents' apartment in, well, no one lived there, right? But I put this as a collateral and I lost it, right? So. So now I'm like a couple of hundred thousand dollars in debt. And um, yeah, it was very tough. So, but I decided kind of like to, to say, if I'm starting again, I should do it somewhere else, right? So I don't want to think now, same local here. So I need to improve my English. And imagine, I was like, I think, I don't know, there is something taking English classes two hours a day. This was like, you know, wake up two hours a day English. And I did this for a couple of months. I'm like, you know, now I'm, I guess I'm fluent, right? So, um, but, but it was a hard time. So, so then I started to, to go a lot to Silicon Valley, like, you know, visit the place and uh, raise some money, a couple of other failures down the road, but I learned a lot. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the long story, right? So. And no, then, of course, uh, I started to connect a lot with the Silicon Valley thinking and, and you know, it's like I, 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 I felt home, you know, it's like suddenly it's like I said, oh, man, this is these are my people. I, I, I really like and enjoy, you know, spending time with these guys and and the way they think and very supportive, you know, it's like even if it's like if there is some sort of competition, it's like everybody's like trying to help. And um, yeah, I, I really like that. So I, I felt like a very good connection with, uh, especially with, with the entrepreneurs and investors from Silicon Valley. And, and, you know, I was like always trying to do something else. And I guess at some point, I think in 2016, I discovered Bitcoin and I said, look, I should do something on Bitcoin, but I had no money. Right. So, but I said, you know what, I'm going to spend the next six months learning about Bitcoin every day, kind of like six, seven hours a day. I read everything installed you know servers miners kind of everything it was like i really want to understand the technology what's going on I actually i took classes on central banking and everything so i really wanted to understand what's going on you know it's like i was like started to learn about money it's like how money appeared and, and all this stuff and uh, probably like anyone here and i mean listening to this podcast you know i was hooked instantly so I, I was pretty sure actually I'm going to build something on, on this space. That's, that was, I was, I, I was hundred percent sure, but, but, but the problem is like, you know, the technology here is like, it's a very abstract technology, which is not necessarily my, my type. 
right? So I like, I like doing something, but this is like really abstract stuff. So, so I said, I can do technology. And I, I didn't know what to do as a business because I'm not a good, you know, promoter or something. So, so that, I guess that's why I didn't do anything. I was just, I was just uh, playing a little bit and kind of that's yeah, it. But, you know, but, but I was like intended to like to have a startup on this. Well, you bought some. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, or, I mean, so or you mined some, whatever you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was, yeah, I, I was actually playing, and uh, you know why? Then I started to discover other other coins, and it's like you know, I thought, man, but this like we have so many blockchains. Like, is this useful? Or it's like it should be like so many things. It's like you know, it's like I started to ask all these questions, and uh, I, I'm not um, maximalist, right? This is how you call it, right? So I'm not. I think there will be a couple of coins, but not not. Not hundreds, but probably it will be we'll have like 10, 10, 20 coins. And I think it's good actually to have competing money, right? So I think it's a good idea to have so to have uh, more options, right? So if you are if you are in charge to with your money, it's like you can just switch from one coin to another. It's like you know, it's your. I mean, I think it's more power to the to the people, and, um, and I, I think it's I think it's very interesting. So. Not yeah, sure I, it's I lost my my way of thoughts here, but uh, but probably <laughs> no, it, it all ties in. It all it, everything ties in uh, for me. Like uh, the, this, you know, your, your upbringing, uh, being exposed to a uh, a system that you know an, an unbreakable system, and then seeing one break, and then learning about uh, you know falling down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, and learning about how all of this works. And uh, the, these, you know, you and I have spoken about this before. I, I think that the homeschool if, um, community and the Bitcoin community are like, like perfect examples of people that have looked at a system that is crumbling uh, and failing, and they just want something else. They just want another choice. And the, the two go hand in hand. And, and I fully believe that if, you, if you've questioned the, the school system before and you've taken your kids out of school, that's a very brave thing to do. To do for families, uh, you you get judged a great deal. Completely oh. agree with us. We discussed this a lot, right? So yeah. yeah, and but like to your point, like when when your kid says to you, looks you in the eyes, and says, "I hate going to this place," like this, this is what? So so now I you know just talking with so many parents, you know, and. Um, so in order to have like this decision in the family, you need to have like at least two from these three triggers. So the first one is actually you hating the school as a parent. So you had a very bad experience with the school. So this is one trigger. If you, if you, if you had a great experience with the school, so probably you will not see any problems here. The second one is like, your kid is having like a, a, a terrible experience with the school, right? This is another very powerful trigger. I think this is like, you know, like if, if your kid is coming back complaining about school or like, you know, uh, suffering about depression or like all these things happening right now or like even trauma or like crazy things you cannot even imagine, right? Being bullied or I don't know, you know? So 
so this is another second, like very important trigger. And the last one is like, if you think a little bit about the future, right? So if you look about yourself right now and this like, how much school helped me with my life now? You realize that there is no, not, not so much help, right? Yeah, in some cases almost zero, right? But, but think about this, your kids, they do exactly the same type of school like you, but their life will be 20 years from now. Right. So, I mean, if you're a parent and just think for a, a bit about this, right? So how, the, how the life would look like in 20 years. I mean, man, if you send your kids to the traditional school, it's, it's like it's like it's probably the like the worst damage you can do to your kid. It's like it, I, I do believe it's so powerful and painful. And I think people should pay more attention to this because, you know, if, if they don't have the first two triggers, the third trigger is actually like, you know, very rare. Like it's like, you have to think about the future and we don't do this because we have a lot of problems, right? So, so many people, they just send their kids to the school just because, you know, there is no trigger and I don't spend like too much time to think about the future. So, so I, I guess, but I guess if you start thinking about the future, you realize that actually you're doing a disservice to your kid if you're sending them to the traditional education system, right? Because you've been there, so you know this is not helpful. And, and now it's like you're sending your kids to, some, to learn something that is actually zero helpful like in the future. So like, you know, and, and the future is so different. It's like very hard to predict. So, so I, I guess, you know, if you think about this, like uh, topics, I think you should, as like as a parent, you should evaluate now. Like, hey, you know what? It's it's a good time for me to think about transitioning or not. And I agree with you. It's like you said, Bitcoin and, and homeschooling. So those are solutions to some problems. Bitcoin is a great solution. Homeschooling, I, it's not like Bitcoin, right? So homeschooling is not the same because it, it's a lot of responsibility for the parent. So, so as a parent, you have to do a lot of work now. You have to do all this research. Like, what, what should I tell to my kids? Like, I have to spend a lot of time. It's, it's a very big decision and it's actually not easy, right? To do homeschooling. It's, it's very complicated. Actually, the, the people I know doing homeschooling successfully, they are like kind of educators, but they spend a lot of time learning about this. So it's, it's really, really time consuming. So I guess what we said, like, we should build a solution, right? It's like how the school would look like if we build, if we build this from scratch, but you know, without having any limitation. And this time, just designing the school for the kid first. So let's put the kid first, and then the family, and then the society, right? It's like kind of like you know, this is this is the the way to to think about this. And first of all, it's like we want to make sure the kid is enthusiastic about learning. Right. And, you know, it's like like Bitcoin is like Bitcoin is such a complex, you know, when you pitch about Bitcoin, it's, it's such a complex topic is like it's solving so many different problems, like legal problems, social problems, like technology problems, like so many different aspects. Same with education is like it's a very complicated when you build a school, it's a very complicated. And actually, the way we build a school is like we learn a lot from crypto, a lot. Right. So like we can actually we can implement you know, decentralized decisions, having, so we have this dojos, which is kind of like some sort of like miners, but, but our systems, like we, we think about everything's like an operating system, but with some sort of human touch. So we also have the educators, right? Which is kind of like 
transitioning from the traditional teacher to the new learning experience designer or facilitator. And, um, and yeah, I can, I can describe this more, but I think, you know, I, I think the, this, this things are connected homeschooling and Bitcoin because they are like these people, they realize the system was like trying to control you know, like everything, education and your money. And in, in some countries, like more than others, right? So, may, I mean, of course, if you talk about very democratic countries, then maybe the problem is not so, so visible. But if you go in like in, in countries which are like dictatorships or like, you know, communist countries, this is like very visible, right? So you can see like how the state is like trying to control and do everything. Um, so I, I guess these people, they have, they, they they have a higher sense of freedom and they just want kind of like to, I, I like your, like your, your blog post initially is like uh, off the grid. So they try to be kind of like off, uh, out of the system and trying to be, you know, to create some sort of new system. And I think, you know, if more people will join, you know, yeah. good things will happen. I'm pretty sure about that. And that, that, that leads me into, um, you know, how we met uh, and, and like, do your own research, right? There's another, that's another great meme in, in both communities uh, because if you are thinking about leaving the education system, then you, you are forced to start learning about the other, or the other alternatives, the other options, uh, and you know, trying to figure out which, which new way of living is going to suit your family's needs the best. Uh, and obviously, if you're thinking about going off traveling with your, with your kids, then world schooling is, is the perfect option. If you, if you just want to move away from the city and uh, you don't want to send your kids to uh, another school, you just want to homeschool them from home, then homeschooling is, uh, that's something, you know, entirely different. Um, the, the levels of choice are much wider than people, you know, give it credit for. And that's when uh, we, when was this, Vlad, like 2018, 2019? Uh, I, I was reading a book. Uh, by Gabo Mate, hold on to your kids. And I underlined a passage in that book about how um, it shot down the, the myth about you have to kid, send your kids to school for socialization, <laughs> which is the biggest myth in, in the whole space. And I underlined that and I took a picture of it and I tweeted it. And you picked up on it like almost immediately and you were in my DMs and we were on a Zoom call and you were like, we've got to do uh, an online summit about this because there's there's too many people that don't know what we know. You you were fresh to to found all of this research as well. You were obviously going through um, the homeschooling with your kids, coming to the realization that they didn't, you know, it wasn't working for them and your family. And that's that rabbit hole opened up pretty quick. Putting that together with you, the the first online um, homeschool global summit, the the level of information that we were exposed to in such a short, very quick amount of time was incredible. I, I completely agree. So I, I remember, um, actually for me, the, the biggest trigger was uh, reading this uh, white paper from uh, Gina Riley and uh, uh, I think Peter Gray. Um, mm -hmm. And actually they, um, they interviewed like 300 unschooling families, right? So it was like a research, like scientific research is like, you know, it's not just you know some random dudes doing some some stuff. So they they researched like 300 families for for a period of time, and actually, 
uh, they, I mean, you can, you can realize this, these guys, they had amazing results, right? So, and you realize, man, it's working. And, you know, it's like the solution is here. So, but nobody's doing anything. So, so, right. It's like just, and then it's like, and then I guess for me, another bigger, like very big trigger was when uh, we decided to do the homeschooling summit and actually you managed, right? So this was like, uh, I mean, your crazy initiative and I, I, I love you a lot for that. So, so you approach Sir Ken Robinson and say, you know what, let's have Sir Ken Robinson actually, right? And, and actually, I don't know what you did, it's like how you did it, but if you <laughs> convince him to join. And I, I think, um, I think this was like, you know, it was like when I realized, man, Sir Ken Robinson was, was a guest to our summit. I mean, we're nobodies, right? It's like, it's like, it's like, no one knows about us. Like, and, and we managed to do this, like, you know, we need to do something in this space because it's actually much more easier than I thought it is. Like initially I thought it's like, it's very complicated. I know it's a very complicated problem, but actually so many people want to have a change. And actually if we can create some sort of movement, you know, like these people will join because it's just, everyone wants to change this and um, and when i realized this i think was like actually one of the biggest triggers like for me to to start what we decided to start off this with the school and everything so i had this idea in mind right from from many years but i was afraid of doing it right so like i, I don't have any experience in education i uh, it's it's a big task you know um, but but kind of i think that was that was like a very big decision decision factor for me so so i guess uh rest in peace or ken but um but yeah actually he really helped us start this uh this yeah. process right now and and not not only him right like all these amazing speakers right we had for both summits the first one the second one and now probably the third one amazing people it's like every is like every video interview you're watching it's 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 so powerful and so much knowledge and it's amazing so uh, yeah, yeah, and Peter so it's, Gray, it's, it's was, a movement, uh, yeah. Peter Gray was present at both as well, and you know he he was the first one and the second one. And um, for anybody that doesn't know Peter's work, this is really really worth checking out and seeing any of his TED talks or also Ken's, um, because <laughs> it's. I can't believe more people don't have this information. Even though Sir Ken's TED talk, his original one, is still the most downloaded TED talk of all time. Uh, you know, do schools kill creativity? There's just, it's still too, too difficult for people to just watch one video uh, and then just like, right, okay, I'm going to base my decision on this. But what we did on the, the first homeschooling summit, my God, hundreds of hours of videos. And then the second one, the same thing. And you're right. When you watch those videos, all of the puzzle pieces just start clicking into place. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, the, the school is a very big decision for parents. It's not, it's not, um, it's, it's actually not let's buy a Bitcoin. It's even way more complicated, right? So buying a Bitcoin is like you have some money put there, but, but dealing with your kid's education is like it, you're, you're dealing with your kid future, right? So people will spend a lot of time trying to understand, you know, like, and I, I totally agree and recommend doing this, you know, like spending a lot of time doing your research when you choose the school and everything. And uh, because it's a very big decision, right? 
So, and, and I guess because our approach is so different than the traditional education system, especially because actually I think we imported this from, uh, from, from probably from Peter Gray and, and Gina Riley, right? Like with this self-directed education and this idea of like, you know, let the kid decide. For me, this was like, you know, so I thought about like, can, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the future, right? So, but can I say how the life will look like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when my kids will be adults? Very difficult to say, you know, like really, really difficult. So I, and I do spend a lot of time thinking about the future. And, and because of that, it's like, I, I stopped starting to think about like what, what will happen and kind of like trying to predict the future. And I said, you know what, what will remain the same actually? So what will be the same 30 years from now? And I think what will remain the same is like, you know, people will have will need to have this desire for you know for for freedom uh they want to be happy this will be the same they want to have meaning you know it's like my, I, I hope my kids will try to find their meaning in their lives and um try to work on something which is important for them and maybe for society like you know like and i think you know it's like how can we teach kids these things because this will never change right and about the rest of the stuff, let them decide about this because it's about their life. And actually, I'm here just to tell them, hey, I love you and you should know this. And the second part as a parent is like, I'm here just to support you just in case as a kid, you're now falling and you have a bad decision. I'm here to, you know, to help you with this. And this is my role as a parent. And this is our role as a school. So yeah, now you can join a school where you can fail, but there is some adult here just to help you in case you fail, like, and you don't lose your confidence in this, right? So, so it's like what we do as a school is like we help you, you know, understand how to learn, understand how to research things which are important for you, understand what are the problems of the world right now. So we have a change makers club. Right. So like I was mind blown. That's another thing. Like I'm mind blown about what, what's happening with the school now. But 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 we have a change maker stuff. So we show them it's like, you know, these are the problems of the world today. You guys have to fix these problems because otherwise it's like this is your life. It's like if we don't solve um, pollution, you know, you live in a more polluted city. It's like, you know, it's like it's kind of like you need to know about these problems and kind of like, you know, now you decide what kind of stuff you should learn to fix these problems, right? And it's, like, it's much more practical right now. I, I don't learn math only because I need to learn math. Someone is saying this. No, I need to learn math to solve this problem I want to solve, you know? So so everything it makes much more sense to the kids. So I think, you know, that's, that's the approach we have. It's like, how can we prepare the kids for things that will not change in the future and let them decide for the rest of the things and, and, you know, make it easy for them to change just in case, you know, I want to switch my job from this to that, you know, it's not a problem. I will spend six months, one year, I'll learn something and I can start in maybe as a freshman on the other side, but, but I can start in on this, you know, like I could change the industry. I can start to learn about Bitcoin. It will take me one year. I'll learn about Bitcoin, but then I can do some work on this space and I can learn more about this and, you know, and uh, so on. So I think that's, that's, practically the foundation we have, let, letting the kid be self-directed. And, and this work was created before us. Like, so like, you know, so I, I guess we just said, you yeah. know, like, yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it. Let's, let's design a school around this concept. And people forget like the, the schooling system as we know it, it is still just an experiment 
for all intents and purposes, right? It is, it, when was it, you know, it was introduced in the late eight, uh, 19th century. Um, <laughs> the planet is way older than the, the, the current education system. And it's, it, it won't be around in the next hundred years the way it is today. It's going to have to change. It, it's just, uh, you know, going to have to change. For sure, but I think you know, it's like now these days, I think we value more diversity than ever, right? So we want to have different ideas, different opinions on this because we realize if we have diversity, we have we are more creative, we can produce more, the economy is growing. So, uh, so all these things actually will happen. So like even more, let's let's spend a little bit of time, like you know, like how how we think about the future as well, right? So. We have some sort of economy. Look, look past. Like I, I'm a big fan of like you know all the sapiens, like all these ideas about researching about the history and stuff. So, so look, look past. Agriculture means everything in the total economy. You know, then we have in, in industrialization, and then agriculture means two percent, less than two percent actually. Like this is the the size of the agriculture, right? So a hundred years ago it was like ninety percent. Now it's less than two percent. Right, so practically the economy, the rest, the 98% is like, it's not that agriculture is like smaller than a hundred years ago. It's actually 10 times bigger, like hundred times bigger, right? Because population grew, but the economy exploded, right? So the total economy was created, exploded. And I think the same will happen right now because of digital era, right? So like a new economy will be created and what we have right now will be maybe 10%. So, which means the new economy created will be 90%. How can we teach kids about this new economy? You know, because if you really want to be successful in the future, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, of course you can be successful even doing some agriculture today, but it'll be in a space where it's like, it's growing exponentially, you know, like all these digital things, you know, like uh, finance, uh, you know, like FinTech, EdTech. So, everything is related to technologies like is like and then how can we prepare the kids for this new economy and i guess that's that's another way to think about the school and everything we design here so uh, um we want to expose these kids to this idea so it's like hey you know what this exists and you should know about it from very early age and even if we talk about genetic engineering genetic engineering for example at age of eight i know for us it's like it's much more complicated to explain this concept but having a kid of age of eight extracting, you know, DNA from a banana, then this kid will have a different mindset than, than, a, than a kid whenever did this and have amazing grades at math, let's say, right? This kid said, you know, like I extracted DNA from a banana at the age of eight. You know, imagine what I could do at the age of 20, right? So, so this kind of thinking we have and we apply in our school as like, you know, and, and the way we're thinking. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm trying I'm I'm not trying to promote this like too much, but uh, but I can I can <laughs> I can stop. We got we got to shill it. We got to shill it because yeah. people they're, they're gonna be they're, like I said, listeners are interested to 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 hear about it and the the ethos behind it and how it became. Um, so let, let's talk about like uh, a typical day um, for a student, and then I want to move on to. Uh, the facilitators, because that's an area that uh, doesn't get talked about enough. And this is a whole new growth area um, in itself. But if we just concentrate on the kids and the families for, uh, for now, if, if parents are out there listening, thinking, yeah, actually, this does sound like something that might suit, what would, would you say, you know, what, what, would they, what, would, what would they expect coming in as a new family? 
and because uh, it's from around eight, I would say is the 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 perfect age. Would you would you agree? The perfect. Can you repeat the last the last the last question? The from from which perfect age do you think um, is is good for them to start? So we we decided to accept kids age of eight, right? So there with a very few exceptions, maybe age of seven, but we need to make sure these kids are able to do this stuff. So usually before this, they need more daycare than education. Um, so so after age of eight, they are ready for this. And I'll, I'll tell you the beauty here, right? So you, you asked me about the day in the life. Um, and, and you actually mentioned about the social aspect. So I'll, I'll tell you something. We, we thought a lot about what actually school is. And in, in our view, like, you know, like there are like three big components. So we, we unbundled everything in three big components. Like the first one is actually what you learn is the curricular, right? So like, what are the topics that you're going to learn? And, and here our approach is like, you know, we just expose the kids to like a series like of, of things that we think are interesting and should be interesting for them and let them choose. And most of the parents, when they joined the school, they said, my kid probably will not learn, will not do because I know he is super lazy, right? And you remember this, I think I, I think it was your daughter, right? Like just who could not stop actually, not, not only your daughter, like we have a lot of other examples, who could not stop during the holidays or something, you know, because she was like engaged with something in school. So what we discovered when you give the choice to the kids, they actually learn more. And because they are much more enthusiastic, they want, because this decision right now, you know, I think it's so aligned. And it's like the, 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 the feedback received from the kids is like only I love school. So me, instead of going to talk with my kids, have you finished your homework? Now the conversation is like, dad, do you wanna, do you wanna know what I learned today? And then, this is a funny story. And then I have to listen to it for a one hour or something. But the funny story here is like, that's why we created the weekly presentations. I said, you know what? These kids, they want to express, you know, what they learned. And we said, let's have weekly presentations. So they do not have to bother me now. I was like, with my, my, I, mean, I was talking about my kids. They don't have to bother me about like the stuff they learn. And so excited I, because I don't have time to listen to every story, you know, but now they have a space where they can go and present in, in a condensed space. So they have only five minutes. So you're like, you know, you, you have to, so you have to do this stuff. So anyway, this is the first, the first pillar, let's say, right? The curricula, which is, which is actually, we expose them to this amazing things. And what we realized is actually what we have, it's kind of unprecedented. You can find this stuff out there. It's like, if you, if you want to expose your kids to this kind of knowledge, there is no other place. There is no other place. And because it's a global and online school, we have access to the best educators from around the world, right? So like, in, and we are not limited like only to the people in the neighborhood. And, and man, this diversity of people from around the world, like, you know, so passionate and so enthusiastic about their, their stuff, it's amazing. And it's like, you can see how the kids are like so excited to talk with these, you know, educators and everything. So it's, it's really powerful. The second pillar is the social aspect. So you want your kids to socialize, right? That's that's mandatory, I agree, right? And you can say, you know, online education will not give you this because, you know, it's online, it's on Zoom. But 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 we know now, right, Daniela, like we, we met two years ago, we never met in person and we have an amazing relationship. And it's not only between two of us, all the 50 people working with us right now, 
my co-founder Kelly, I never met her in person. I created this company. Like we were working for two years together. We signed contracts, money, payments, everything. It's happening, right? So we don't have to be in person. So the social aspect actually is possible to be done in a different way. But what we can do when no one else can do is that, you know, being a global school, your kids like will have touch base every day with kids from a different country, from all around the world. And you can see the magazine created by 10 kids from 10 different countries. And, you know, and they are working together and collaborating on different things. And, and this kind of social interaction, it's unprecedented. Nobody was like thinking about this before. And you know what? It's mind blowing for the students. They really love it. And I guess what we're trying to do with the dojos right now. So we want to connect the worlds, right? We said, you know what? Because you want to discuss also about the teachers. How can we enable teachers to create this learning centers, dojos, we call them dojos, which in Japanese means the place where you can find your way. Is like you have this little dojo so the kids can socialize also in the, on, in, in the real world, right? And how can we have these retreats that where you can meet like yearly basis on Portugal or like in, in Bali or in Mexico as families together to spend like, you know, a couple of weeks so we can socialize also in different ways. So this is the social aspect. And the last one is the daycare, right? So like, you know, you need sometimes a time for yourself. So you need to make sure your kids are actually away from you. But what we discovered, this is actually COVID helped us with this, right? So because the kids, so we help kids to become self-directed and independent learners. Parents, they don't need to spend time with the kids. They don't need to manage their kids now because they are independent. They know how to schedule a meeting in the calendar in the different time zone. They have calendars of age of eight. They are organized. They can set up Siri or Alexa to let them know. It's like, hey, remind me about different things, right? Now they are self-organized. And the parents, suddenly, they have more time for themselves. But because they are both at home right now, they have like more like a meaningful time with their kids, right? Which, which time of like, you know, kind of time that you will enjoy. And this time... I actually love spending time with my kids and being at home and actually having them around is like, I don't need to kind of like, you know, so, and, and now having these dojos, actually what we discovered, like talking with some parents, they said, you know, I'm not going to send my kids five days a week. I'm not, maybe I, I can do it one or two days, you know, just to have some really like some time for myself, but I don't want to, to have them for nine hours in a different place, me nine hours in a different place, you know, Life is going and I want to spend, you know, meaningful time with my kids. And, and, um, and I think, you know, like if you, if you look at all these three perspectives, actually what, what we managed to do is like how we can help parents is, is really amazing. And now just think about the fact that if you want to move, right? Like in your case, just you want to change one country or another, you just, you have the same school every time. So the school is not a problem right now. So you have kind of independence from this regard, right? So I guess that's that's kind of my my view about about this subject. And um, I have one more thing to, to kind of like to add, right? Because I think, you know, a lot of people here are interested in Bitcoin, everything and finance, you know, it's like we also think about like we don't want to teach kids about and also about educators. Like this is something else like I'm trying kind of like to solve now. Like how can we help our educators? Not necessarily in a traditional way of thinking where you're paid per hour. So we... We want to transition, like how can we make everyone be a creator in our school? Teachers, students, 
everyone will be a creator. They can create digital products and they can get rich. You know, it's like, what if we can have extremely successful YouTube channels? Like, you know, with uh, started like uh, by kids of age of eight or nine, right? Now building online products, they, they build out apps where, you know, so what if we teach this kind of things, these kids and not necessarily the idea of, you know, just selling your time per hour or just getting a salary when you're like, uh, when you're a grown up, but how you can create, how you can become a maker or creator. And as like, I think because of that, some people, especially the entrepreneurs, freelancers, probably like all that's interested in Bitcoin, you know, will find our school actually much more appealing. And, and uh, I recommend, we also have a podcast. I recommend to listen to this podcast, last part, podcast with a parent. Uh, the, the, our podcast is called Now Inside the Kernel. I'll explain why, but, but the, the parent uh, is actually explaining why he's an entrepreneur and why, why he loves so much Galileo because it's like, it's like giving his kids, you know, this idea about entrepreneurship and how to create and become a maker and a creator. Man, I was like talking. Not, <laughs> That's the passion, Vlad. That's the passion. I need, I need, some, I need some water, right? <laughs> it's, but it's so true. Everything that you were saying is so true. Like I barely see the kids during the day now. And when I do, it's because they're running back down to grab something from the fridge uh, to make themselves a quick sandwich or, you know, Lauren loves making herself some scrambled eggs and they do all this by themselves, right? It's like, oh, how are you doing, Lauren? Yeah, I'm doing fine, but I've got to be back upstairs in 15 minutes because we have a junior startup club and I've just finished coding. So I, I need to, daddy, I've got to cook this and then I've got to get upstairs. I might take it up and eat it up. You know, Stacy doesn't mind if we're eating at the same time. I'm like, yeah, you go for it. I'm going to do some podcasting or some gardening and, uh, you know, whatever. We, we'll talk about it when you're finished. And what I, I think something that people really underestimate actually is how crippling, uh, and if we go back to the traditional schooling system, how crippling that is for families. You know, it, it really does um, add to the burden and the stress. And, you know, the, we, we, we've talked about in the space a lot, in the Bitcoin space, about the breakdown of the family. And, you know, the, the education system play, plays a big part in that. If you're dragging your ass out of bed at 7, 7.30 every morning to, to wake up a child, right, to wake a child from their natural sleep, to wrestle them into their clothes, shove some toxic crap down their necks from a cardboard box, and then battle them into their coats just to have them at the school gates by 8.15 or 8.20, whatever it is that that institution has said you've got to have them there by that is such a hell it's so much stress and by doing galileo all of that is gone just that itself is so rewarding like the kids they set their alarms they wake up 15 minutes before check-in they go on their check-in generally in their pajamas each morning and, and speak with oliver and um, and the other kids from all around the world but the other kids don't know Right? You just see them from the shoulders up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they hang out for 30 minutes and they discuss big ideas and they talk about their schedule for the week. And then they go downstairs and they have their breakfast. And again, it's generally a cooked something. And um, get on with their day. Uh, I'm checking their calendars as, as much as I'm checking my own. And th this self-sovereignty at this young age you cannot put a price on what that is going to, like the, the platform that we are building for these kids at Galileo is, is incredible.
yes, I, I think this is actually one of the biggest, you know, games if you join is like because now the kids can understand what freedom is you know what being self-organized is like what it's your life it's your decision it's about you like it's you know so um, as a kid right and but it's also very rewarding for the kids too right so actually paradoxically i think we spend more time with the parents convincing them it's like hey trust your kids it's okay Actually, we have now a course, right, for parents. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a very, I think it's like we, seven or eight people from around the world actually work to create this course. And we, we give this course for free. So if you would join, it's like, just to understand how it works and everything. So you join the platform and you have this course and then you can you can decide if, if it's a good fit for you or not. Um, so, but you can you can take this course and understand all these aspects about, you know, this self-acted education and everything. So, um and, uh, right. Let's talk about. I guess th because you. This, this is one. This is one thing. It's just one. One more thing is like I think which is like also very important. I was born as like as I told you, right? Being born in Romania, I always felt like you know like everywhere I was like going, as an outsider, right? Even right now in Europe, like if you say you're from Romania, it's like you know you can. I mean, you have a lot of uh, stories around this. But so it's like you're an outsider. You have to prove yourself. You know, it's like it's 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 kind of like you know the world is divided between countries you know so because we have this school like so connected it's a global school right these kids they don't have this idea about you know so now these kids are like i know i think some some of the kids they have you know colleagues in africa or in asia or like you know really all over the world they don't have this idea i was like hey i'm from that country or from that country and i think when these kids will will grow up because they realize like how powerful this diversity is and and being you know together and it's kind of like you know accepted in this you know having this feeling that you belong to something like a global thing I, I think it's it's like it's really powerful and inspiring and I think these kids will really crave you know diversity in their life and and actually I think you know like we don't have this ideas of like you know racism or nationalism or all this crazy stupid idea that actually just create you know uh, fear you know and and worse and everything and between us so I, I guess this also help you know kids to really see the world in a different way so yeah that's that's kind of another yeah totally and it's um it, it's it's so needed it really is because we all generally most of us listening to this we all grew up in that same classroom right or those same five classrooms we shuffled our houses between <laughs> every day <laughs> like yeah. you know what a, what a disaster with the same people that you were. Uh, and again this is you know that is not being social that's not socialization that's forced association in, in that system like you know right these are the people you are going to be with for the next five years this 30 people shut yeah, up sit down it. and you're all from the same town and you're all generally the same color and you all generally talk the same language and you all generally have the same small town ideas and your mums and dads are generally in the same line of business and it's yeah. just like now you see and, like and we've the just only blown the doors open Exactly. And, and the only one you see the new like foreigners in your life is like age of 18 or something. Right. And then of course you are afraid and scared, right? Because he's like, this is new for you. It's like, you don't know nothing. It's like, how do you, I mean, maybe they will take something from you. It's like, you don't know. It's like, so, so I guess, you know, having these kids, you know, exposed to this kind of social aspect so early in their life, it's like, it's, it's also a good thing, you know, for society. It's just because there's this, I mean, more tolerance, 
very more diversity and like it's 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 a fact actually you know that the more diverse like a medium is the more creative it is and you know this kids probably will be much more creative and i think creativity is a very big factor for the future it's like if you want to like just to strive in the future like you need to be creative and and having these ideas in mind from from early stage yeah having a global mindset and right let's talk about teachers man um you mentioned kelly who um who obviously uh, i i met with her when uh, i've never met her in real life either but uh, she was part of the team from the very beginning when we put together the homeschooling summit and you guys went on to to create um the galileo book club together and then you know take it to the next level and build out the school uh she is so inspiring uh from uh, an educator's perspective uh she was trapped within the system and this is something a lot of uh the homeschool community gets uh, bad press about because people just think we're like raging against the machine and we we're like uh, this weird band of maverick people whereas all we're trying to do is take more control and more uh, self-sovereignty and uh, uh, an actual more active decision in our kids education rather than just drop them at the school gates which is like zero research like there's zero do your own research there maybe all you've done is checked out which is the best school in the area and overpaid for a house that's in that sphere of influence, right? That's about as much as the research that you've done. Whereas the home educators, these people that um, us, us weirdos have done the research and we realized that not only are the kids trapped in the system, but the families are trapped in the system because you're the ones that are adhering to the rules and you're adhering to making sure they're doing their homework and all of that stress at home as well. We can go down that route of psychological baggage if you like. But the poor teachers are just as stuck in the system because these guys, they want to teach. They are mentors. They are born to do this. And they don't go into these jobs to get paid, right? We all know teachers are completely underpaid around the world, but... Now, with Galileo, you have this option as a teacher where you can be location independent, you can be decentralized, you can be uh, um, teaching the one subject that you only ever wanted to teach because that is your passion, rather than the curriculum that's being force fed down your neck by the education minister and being watched by the, the governing like Ofsted in the UK and similar uh, bodies around the world. Let's talk about teachers coming to Galileo and the difference it's had on them and what you've seen, because I've seen it myself and I love talking to all of them whenever I get the chance. So I, I guess, you know, as, as I told you, right, because this idea is like, it's, it's something that is a lot of people are thinking about it, right? So, and, and now I think some people are crazy enough just to join this initiative very early, right? Like this 20 families, like you guys, you know, like I say, you know what, let's, let's try this. You know, it's completely new and crazy. Let's try this. But the same for the teachers, right? The first, the first teacher was like the same, you know what, this is such a crazy idea. Let's try it. And I think Kelly is like, I, I, I admire, I, it's, I don't have words I to say, right? Because she's, she jumped on this like instantly. Because, you know, she was exposed, I guess, like you can, you can have an interview with her as well, right? But she was exposed to this um, uh, American school. And then she was like traveling for, for the rest of her life in, in Asia, like in different 
countries, you know, like she was exposed to so many different styles of education and everything. And she realized, no, man, it's like not working and we need to do something. And, um, and I, I guess, you know, when she, when she joined and then I realized like that we can attract like super passionate people. And we, we started discussing about like, what is like the role of the teachers? Like is, is, is the teachers, like, you know, if you think about the internet, like what is the, the role of the teachers? Like maybe this should change, right? As well, the, what is like teacher, the teacher doing? So, so if you think about the traditional education system right now, the way it works is like this. You have some people in the government designing the curricula, right? A, a couple of people, but because internet didn't exist, so what these guys did created universities to train teachers so they can send this message from these guys, from the creators of the curricula to, to the students, right? So that's why you have the role of the teacher. It's, like, it's the middleman, right? So just think about this. I mean, the Bitcoin guys, they understand this is the middleman. So if you think about what is actually happening, the middleman will disappear, right? Because this is what is actually happening. And then you as a teacher have like two possibilities. One, you become the creator of the curricula. And I'll give an example. Sal Khan is doing an amazing job teaching math, right? So he's doing an amazing job. You, you don't need like a million of Sal Khan. You just need one. And this Sal Khan can teach millions of kids, right? So this creator of the curricula is like very space. Only if you're like top 10, you can succeed here. But that's one way to think about this. Another, another innovation here will be, you know, we will have AIs, we'll have apps. So we learn now, we learn languages using Duolingo, right? We, uh, we learn coding using Combat or like, a, or, uh, you know, some, some other platforms with no teachers at all, like Brain Pop, you know, there are no teachers. And actually we can still learn amazing, right? So it's still an amazing experience on the level of like, like the curricula creator. And, and practically that person, like just taking the knowledge from the creator and transferring this and lecturing this to the kid will disappear for sure. This is no place for these guys in the future, right? So which means the educators will need now to transition to first one or to have more like a, like a role, like, like a facilitator, more like a coach, you know, I'm here to help the kid just in case he will need me. I'm here maybe to inspire the kid, right? So what we do is like we said, at the school is like, we're searching for people where we're like, our role here is like to make sure we inspire the kids to learn a new topic, right? So actually all our classes, we pitch our kids. So we have a videos, like there is like every teacher will have like one or two minute video long, 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 one or two minutes long videos, right? To explain to kids why they should take the class, right? And we changed the format. It's a bootcamp, it's another degree, it's, it's, it's a hackathon. It's not the same class. It's not one hour or something indefinite where, you know, we have different formats, different ideas. The kids love this diversity of stuff and they can choose. And now the teacher is pitching the kid. So, well, the teacher now, we, we call this role actually a learning experience designer, right? So like their role is to make sure they will inspire the kids to learn and explore the subject, right? So if I am a learning experience designer for math, I need to make sure if the kids will join my class or my learning experience, they will fall in love with math, right? And I'll give an example. Math is actually like a very powerful example. Our math teacher, right? He is from Zimbabwe. 
right? So it was like Zimbabwe is like a 20 something year old, amazing, it's like very young, right? But an amazing educator, like imagine this, having the kids in school, have like, you know, like all our kids in our school signing a petition, they want to have more math classes, right? I mean, then you realize, you know, it's like then Sammy actually did an amazing job, right? A teacher from, from Zimbabwe, right? Teaching kids from all over the world. Actually not teaching because like he's using Khan Academy, you know, like all these amazing platforms, but inspiring kids to learn math. And we, we, we started with kids. They said, I hate math. Now saying, I love math because of Sammy. That's for sure because of Sammy, right? So we do the same stuff with kind of like every topic we're like we're addressing, right? So we, we try different different topics. And now we have, I, I guess we have like 300, we discussed yesterday with Kelly, we have like 300 learning experiences like a month. But that that's one big role. Another big role is like to be a learning coach, right? So I'm here with a kid to make sure the kid will stay on his track. He said he's going to do something. I'm here to help him do that stuff, right? So this is me as a coach as a learning coach now working with the kids. So I think the, the, the teacher is now transitioning from, you know, from the lecture model, saying the same thing Sal Khan is saying in a different way, uh, now to a, like a different role. It's like, I'm, I'm a learning experience designer. I create the experiences to make kids love math. So that's my job. I create experiences to make kids love history were Spanish, where, you know, so the kids will love to start learning, you know, that language, and maybe they will use Duolingo or something. So I think what is like actually really powerful in what we do is like, because, you know, teachers, when they join Galileo, they realize the change. And they also love Galileo, right? So it's like, now it's like, now we have the kids very happy, the teachers very happy. They are also very happy because, you know, the kids actually, because they choose to be there. So working with someone who like who chose to be there with you is like not the parents forcing them. It's like it's way much more rewarding than before, right? So so now we have like everyone happy. So actually for us, the, the goal, the purpose of the school is the first one is to deliver the best learning experience for the students. But the second one is like to make sure we help our teachers to make more money. And now it's like where I, I spent a lot of time thinking like, and it's like we're working with the team now kind of how can we transition even, even with the educators, right? To have, you know, a different way of generating revenue than just pay per hour. What if we instead, because if we pay per hour, we have to increase the pay per hour for the teacher. We have to increase the pay, pay for the students, but we really want to deliver the best learning experience at the lowest price possible, right? So we, we actually want to decrease the price paid by the parents. But if we decrease the price and we need to increase the price for the teacher, so we need to find a different way. And now this is like where like we spend a lot of time thinking like how can we help these teachers, educators create other kinds of revenues? And I think we have some ideas and it'll be, you'll be kind of like soon we'll see some things and actually help them become more entrepreneurial. So that's why we have these dojos right now. So practically the dojo leader will have like, you know, 20 students. So I... This is the cell that we, so this is the way we, we think about scaling. So you, you as a teacher, you have your dojo and then you have, you take, take care of the 20 students. And if we can help the teachers to generate revenues in a way that's kind of unprecedented for the teachers, 
I, I think this will be another big disruptor for us. It's not only in, you know, like in helping kids, but also for, for the teachers. And as you know, we plan to organize a summit for teachers too. So like to help them you know, transition from, from what is their job right now in the traditional schools, which most of them are disappointed, of course, to this kind of stuff, which is amazing. You know, you have the rewards working with the kids because they want to be there. You have this like freedom to be around the world where if you have a physical dojo, if you want to be localized somewhere, you can, you can do it too. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of really interesting stuff too for, for the teachers. Yeah, I love it. And it's going to free so many teachers that are just um, held back by, by this system and it can free their creativity. If they can become the curriculum creator, uh, you know, on a subject that they're so passionate about, it's, um, it all lines up so perfectly. My kids only choose what they want to go to. Uh, we, we, we push them to try as many as possible, but if they stick around for two or three weeks and they're like, oh, daddy, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit bored by this. I, it's not, I'm not finding it that interesting. It's not, it's not because they don't like the teacher. It's just because they're not connecting with the subject. So we just say, okay, fine, just step back. You know, give yourself some room. Think about it. Let's see what the next nano degree is and uh, we'll, we'll have a look at that. Um, so just people have been hearing the word dojo a little bit um, so that they might be trying to, you know, connect the dots. Do you just want to like really flesh out that idea so people understand your vision um, for, for that? So now, you know, talking, I think, and I think this, this idea actually to, to name it like this. So we, we have always this idea to have something in the cloud and, and then maybe connect the dots with something offline, right? So we want really to connect these two worlds. And, um, and I guess the best example was like, you know, this is an operating system. So what we're building as a school is an operating system. Actually, that, that's why we call the podcast Inside the Kernel, right? Because kernel is coming from Linux. It's like we, we I think it's like we as a, like the school, we should think about this like as an operating system that we are building. And, and actually we have these dojos that will connect to this op operating system and kind of have access. So like, you know, imagine you have access to, because now when we think about us as a school, it's yes, it's what the kids will learn as the curriculum. But second of all, it's we have the most forward thinking community of parents. So when you join the school, you join a community of parents. All these people are like, you know, like you, they put the kids in this school, they, they're like forward thinkers. They, they have different ideas about the world. It's like, it's, I mean, you, you, you've been here, right? Like with us, like it's so amazing and so rewarding. And even for us, right? Working for these families, like when you know, it's like you dedicate your life for a customer that you actually admire. It's extremely rewarding, right? As a, as a team. So this is the second part. And, you know, because the kids, they can choose whatever they want to learn. They, they become so creative and actually they join the most ingenious community of kids from around the world. So the school is like, you know, is what you learn community of parents, you know, forward thinking community of parents, ingenious community of kids. And, and then there are the dojos, right? So the dojos can be online or offline. And think about this like as a maker space. I think that's kind of like the best example where kids can go and kind of experience some learning stuff that you cannot, or is very expensive to do at home, right? So for example, if you want to buy a robot at your place, it would be maybe a thousand, like, or like, I don't know, like, $2,000, right? So this is a very expensive stuff. But what if we buy this robot like and share this with other kids like 
like for example, in a dojo, right? And this dojo will give you something. You know, this is this is one example. Now the example would be if you if you start a dojo because you're like super passionate about, you know, permaculture, and and then you create these dojos like you know, and, and you explain kids what permaculture is in a, in a natural environment. So, so I think these dojos, these physical dojos, will actually enable you know, and and will will empower even more the world's schools because they will travel you know like just to. Explain experience this kind of stuff from different places, right? So, so you can move into one city and learn something, move in a different city and learn something. And, um, and, and now this is what we're like working to, to build. But in the same time, you'll have access to these communities and all these clubs and other degrees which are online. So your kids will never miss this stuff, right? So even whatever you're choosing to move from one physical dojo to another, in the cloud, nothing will change. So like, you know, like it's your operating system will remain the same. Every time, whatever you want in the world, it doesn't matter, right? So like, so I guess, and for the teachers, kind of the same, right? For those like, you know, learning experience designers, which are in the cloud, they can be anywhere in the world, right? Of course, if you have to launch your own dojo, which is a physical dojo, then you have to be in that place, right? So you have to, to be there and, and work with us. So see, the way I see this, this playing out as, uh, as a parent and, um, this is, this is a new initiative you guys have, have put together and, and fleshing out. Yes, if I if we decide to to world school again, and a bunch of different parents from all around the world, um, from Galileo, uh, say they have access to a co-shared working space, or say they've got a yurt in their back garden, or say they've got um, access to like uh, the homeschool in in the US, it's a big thing to have like a, a like a community building where homeschoolers go and hang out. If I know that there's a, a Galileo dojo uh, been set up in these locations, I can just search those locations and then fly in to that city. The kids already know the kids. The parents can get to know the parents. They can hang out physically and socially, uh, as can the parents, which is just as important. And then you can do that for two or three days. But then, of course, they have the option back to their online lessons or courses or clubs, whatever they're doing. So this is the, and then you move on to the next city or the next island or, you know, the, the next beautiful part of the countryside or beach, wherever it is. Exactly. So this will, this will be possible. So we, we just imagine right now we're talking with, with dojos in Tokyo, Singapore, uh, Romania, UK, Portugal, US and a couple of places, Mexico. So you imagine you can you can just travel all these places and you can have a dojo. But I think you know, like ideally, you know, I can. So, so our big dream, you know, is like for ten years from now, is like to have this dojos all around the world, so you can just search mm. and boom, and it closes to you. And actually, you can search for specific dojos, like you know, with specific themes or you know, even even much more interesting. But because you mentioned, you know, it's like you have to travel with the family, it's like another project that we're working on. And and you, we started with Kelly actually, and I told you like we attracted this amazing team. It's an amazing team, man, and so many ideas I think coming up from this team right now. So for example, one idea is like to have a student exchange program. So actually, the, these guys they are from Japan, Len and uh, and Arisa. They they um, they they come up with this idea to have you know a student exchange program. So practically teenagers probably right they can travel. So imagine just going from one place to another and meeting a family in Tokyo or, you know, or somewhere else. And then the kids can travel the world and have a different life experience. 
and um, I, I guess it's like super powerful. My, my older son is 17 right now. So I, I, I think like what I was like trying to say to him at some point, say, you know what? I prefer to say, I will invest like $20,000 in, in, in giving you this money to travel the world, you know, for one year. Well, well bootstrapping, right? I have to be luxury or something, but, but you can travel the world for one year instead of paying, you know, I don't know, like $20,000 for a college. So, you know, so I, I would prefer to give like $20,000. You travel the world. I you know I sponsored this instead of like me paying for the college. So, but anyway, it's, it's kind of his choice. But I think, you know, having this student exchange program now, he can travel and be in a safe environment, meeting other families, going in so many different cultures. He'll have a different view about the world too. So, so you know, uh, yeah, this, this kind of stuff was unprecedented, right? Like it wasn't possible before. So now, now it will be possible with us. So, yeah, it's awesome, man. And so how many students are you up to right now? And how many teachers? because this thing is growing and growing. And how, if, so, how, how do you think, how do you solve the scaling problem? So as I told you, right, teachers is actually not the world that we are trying to use. Like we are trying to avoid this. And, yep. um, and now we have, we have dojo facilitators and I have, we have, I think now 10, 12, I think. Um, and one facilitator will work with 20 students it's not 21 or 21 million. It's just 20 <laughs> students. And there is, a, there, is a, there is a logic behind this number, right? So we have actually one dojo will have four classes, one class, seven students, right? So, so practically one facilitator will work with four classes, which is 20 students, right? The reason is because we want to make sure the facilitator will remember every person, you know, it's like, you don't need to have a database to search for the context. I, I, I can't remember 28 kids, but I cannot remember hundred kids. Right. So, so that, that's why we have this limit. So we decided, you know what, we limited this. So, so the, this, this facilitator, the dojo facilitator will know the families, they should interact. They, this is the central point, you know, to talk with the families and everything. And they will know the kids, they know what they do and everything. And then maybe they will be also elevated to kind of like becoming the learning coach for the kids. So like, you know, I'm helping with, with a more, more program or maybe someone else will be a learning coach. So we have 12 in this regard. And then we have these clubs and other degrees. And these guys are called learning experience designers. And I think here we have around 20 something, right? 25. And, uh, and, and we'll have more. I think we can have probably a hundred in, in this. And, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have a couple of hundred dojos leaders too right so that this is the way we think about scaling so for every 28 students we like we have one more dojo leader dojo facilitator which will be trained by us like when you explain this thinking behind the self-directed education like they'll have everything in place so it's like actually very easy for us to start a new dojo right so like if if we have more students, practically we'll have more, more, more dojo leaders. So that it's actually organic. And more students will, will mean that we can have more learning experience designers so we can create more options for the students, right? So the kids can, can now learn from, from a larger diversity of, of products. And of course, probably from better people, right? Like, because now we can attract like much, much more interesting people because we can pay them more. Right. So it's like the more we grow, then we, we will have more money, then we can pay the teachers better, right? Or the educators better, like we can we can attract even 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 more more interesting people. So I think you know it's like it's it's a very interesting benefit because it can generate like a network effect on this regard, right? Like more the more students will join, 
they will benefit from this. They can have more interactions. They can connect with more kids from around the world. Now we have the student-led clubs. They can, you know, they can create their own things between them in a different ways. And also they'll have more diversity in, you know, in regard to like what, whatever they want to learn. So that's, that's how I think about teachers and where we are right now. Hope it makes sense, man. It's like, yeah. And how many students are you up to right now? I guess around uh, 190, probably. So we'll close to 100. It could be more after this podcast. Where, where should people? Um, <laughs> if there's... I hope. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope people will be interested in this. And uh, yeah, we're waiting for for uh, for more people. So yeah, we're ready. So before we actually, you know that. So we decided to just stay very close initially to make sure that we have a, a great product. But now we're ready. We're ready to scale. So like. If we have more students, we can we can award more students, no problem. And uh, we have a delight team, so there is a team that will work. We so you know what, we know about school that every parent is like, when you think about their kids' education, you want the five star experience. You don't want like three. You don't you don't want average. You want the best, right? So that's what you want. It's like doctors. Like you want if you want to go to the doctor, you want the best. You want five star experience. Now we have a team. Actually, the purpose of this team is to make sure that. We can deliver, you know, like a 10 star experience. Like, you know, how can we improve this experience? So then you can be completely mind blown when it joins. Like, you know, like, and this is this is the job of this team. Like, how can we deliver and improve the experience for every family joining joining the school? And this team is working with you, you know, from the beginning to make sure you are delighted actually and their kids will be super happy and you know and every and everyone will i mean they, all the expectations are like set very nicely and everything it's 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 okay so now we're ready to scale hopefully your podcast will be in like you know listened to by i don't know hundreds of thousands of people and then we can uh, all have <laughs> thousands of students right so i i guess i mean you're amazing man i i guess you should be listening to this this size of uh, audience no no, around fifteen hundred. You're not yet, but you're you're not yet. But I think you should be. That's what I'm saying. Well, very very kind. But if people do want to find out more, it's GalileoXP.com. Yeah, exactly. And right. I think the best will be to use your code, actually, right? Because so what we did, we have this program paid for it. So if someone will recommend people, you know. Um, actually you can use this code and you'll have like a special priority check-in and there is also a discount right when you join um for the first like it's a gift of education we give to the families recommended by other families right so yeah but uh, but yeah that's i mean i think it's daniel prince right your code yeah it's just my name yeah so galileoxp.com and then when you go through like the registration just type in my name daniel prince i don't even think it's case sensitive uh and uh, i don't think so yeah well, no. I, I'm not sure about this, but probably not. Oh, well, you programmed it, so. <laughs> no, no, no. Now it's like I, 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 I stopped. So, um, yeah, we, we have an amazing uh, dev team now. Excellent, man. So I, we've I, got um, summits to to figure out as well. Uh, another homeschooling summit, and you want to do a, a summit for teachers and facilitate uh, them out of. Um, the system if they're so if they so wish or at least to open their eyes to to this other world that, that could be open yeah to them. i think it's like explaining what's next for for uh, for teachers and uh you know what uh, what kind of stuff they should do in order to you know 
be able to work with the kids. I'm, I'm pretty sure like most of the teachers, they, they are super passionate about like working with the kids and they want to do this. And uh, imagine they're doing this even if they're like, they're not so well paid. So, you know, so it's a big sacrifice for most of them. And I think, I think what we want to do with the summit is like to explain that like what kind of possibilities they have, you know, like open up the doors, like, you know, for, for new things and uh, uh, even even for for a possibility to work with us, I think uh, can be a pretty interesting scenario too. Is there a place for teachers to go rather than just the families? If there are teachers listening, um, should they just go to getllxp.com and and find facilitator tab? So what what exactly is like we have uh, we have I think we have in, somewhere in the future like in the future in, in the future in the footer. Sorry about this future. <laughs> like it's too much future in my in my in my head. So in the footer, we have a link called careers. And um, then this will explain a little bit like what we're looking for. And uh, then it's it's a very nice flow if uh, if they want to apply. Um, and and what is, we do what... not, so we, we do not ask for a CV. We do not ask for um, um, kind of like, I, I don't think we ask for like for any links even, right? So the only thing you have to do is like, I actually see it's like it's every, the, the entire process is on video. So like you'll have a lot of videos to like short videos to watch. And then you have to pitch, you know, for one minute using video, right? So, and that's that's the way you should start, nothing else. It's it's a different experience, you know, so. Um, and then yes. we'll take it from there. If it's if it's nice, then we'll get back to you. We'll ask more questions. You know, at some point, it's it's actually asynchronous. Like you know, the conversation is on video, but but not in real time. And then at some point, we'll be uh, a meeting, and uh, you'll probably meet Kelly. It's like she's the she's the director of educations, and then she, she's like meeting for now, like all the teachers, like all the educators, and uh, um, yeah, she she's amazing, and they will 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 give you a lot of ideas about what we want to do here like what kind of you know trainings you need to do but we have them internal right now and it's like everything is free so nobody have to pay anything so and that's one thing i you know uh, people are probably going to be thinking how much is it to send my kid to this school and have this experience what what's the going rate so so right now uh, i mean we are we are still trying to find what's you know the right balance for this you know you know to help educators and and also the to have a good pricing for for the student but is like um i i think you know i, I think what we did is it's actually also very interesting and, and powerful so in an average traditional education system in in the us is it's i think it's around fifteen thousand dollars a year right and uh, our program right now is like it's still early birth it's like two thousand dollars a year it's three hundred dollars a month $2,000 a year. It's month to month. You can cancel any times. Like if you, if you have, if you have the monthly plan, you can cancel any times. Like there is no commitment. There is no fee to pay up front. Like, you know, enrolling fee, blah, blah, nothing like this. You know, it's like we deleted like every, every barrier, like in your, in your past this. So you just join, you, usually you pay month to month. And then if you like it, and if the kids will enjoy it, then you can switch to yearly base. Right. So imagine it's like, it's, 15 versus 2000 it's like seven times cheaper than the traditional education system right so this is the the self-directed plan and now we have another plan called pro academics especially for the parents willing to send their kids and, and also for the kids willing to go to college um and, and this plan like will have some like like one-on-one tutoring you know like it's a little bit more developed and it's 
it will help kids kind of like prepare for exams for SAT, you know, uh, CGSGC, I think uh, in the UK, uh, the one in Singapore. So we help the kids, you know, prepare for exams, prepare for, uh, for college and everything. This is 750 a month, right? And 70, yeah, 7,200, like $7,200 a year if you pay this yearly. So these are like the two paid plans. And now we have um, a free plan, which is actually now initially it's a community for parents. So you can join as a parent for free and then you can join and meet other parents too and take this as the course of so the self-directed education course. You can learn more about our approach. You join the community, you can understand a little bit more. You'll meet people. We have, you know, online things. It's a community, it's like pretty good. And, and we'll open up this, free stuff also for the students. So the students will have access to some sort of resources for free, like, you know, tools we recommend, you know, uh, learning pal, uh, which means like to have someone to pair and learn together, you know, so uh, like uh, do it yourself science experiences, you know, like challenges, learning through questions. So we're, we're trying different ideas that can be enabled also on the free plan. Um, so this is when you join, for free, you'll have access to this learning network. This is how we call it. And, and actually this is, this will be free, right? The only thing we require is like to have the phone number validated and the ID validated, right? So we want to create a safe space for kids and parents. So we know it's like, it's like KYC, right? Uh, but we don't, we don't own the data, right? So we don't keep the data. Like we do this with Stripe or like other services but we just want to make sure like everyone is real and we deal with the kids here. So we want to make sure it's safe for everyone. So that's, that's why we decided to have this, uh, this. So we have like three plans right now. The free version is right now available only for the parents. The one for the students will be available soon. Um, $300, the, I think the, the normal school, which is seven times cheaper than the traditional school. If you send the kids to a private school, I don't know, it's like, it's probably pay $25,000. Even I think even in a country like Romania, which is not super expensive, like in the US or the UK, but even in Romania for a private school, you pay probably $10,000, even more a year, right? So imagine it's like five times cheaper. So um, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the pricing right now. I, uh, I think the purpose for us is to make it available to as many people as possible, um, but that's a long process, right? So mm. that's, that's yeah. gone. And, and, and check this out. You know, I told this like I will have some big news here. Like, you know, we will accept. You know, it's like we actually we did accept like um, cryptocurrencies at some point for something. The, we'll, the, we'll... the first homeschooling summit, we we got a Bitcoin payment. We two. did two, two, right? Amazing. Actually, these guys actually right now. I, I don't want to say how much they paid for us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they. I hope they bought back as soon as they. <laughs> <laughs> no, so actually I stopped thinking about this this way, right? So because I, I remember like paying some games probably now like they're like thousands of dollars or something, right? Well, uh, you were telling but, me the other day you've accounted in uh, your you you've been accounting in Bitcoin for for years, right? Like yeah, this, yeah. Is this is how my you run for your... me is like I decided to have as a unit of account Bitcoin. So like I decided this like for many years. I, I think everything in Bitcoin now, as a, as like not as a company. As a company is more complicated. But me as an individual, mm. right? Like I think like everything I, I, I do is in Bitcoin. So, so for example, a couple of years ago was, you know, my yearly budget was like, I don't know, five Bitcoins, let's say, right? This year has like maybe one Bitcoin, right? So, <laughs> so it's, that's, that's my yearly budget. 
and usually I'm trying to get out from this monthly thinking and I was like, you know, like, and I, I try to have like one year budget. So it's like, Hey, this is the money for this year. We need to just stay in this money and kind of, you know, that's, that's the way we think uh, about budgeting and everything, but yeah, it's Bitcoin. And I, I guess this will be available for, for, um, for parents to pay. And actually we have some teachers asking, Hey, we want to get paid in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, right? Because yep. look, I mean, we have teachers in 20 countries. Mm-hmm. Imagine sending money like uh, dollars or euros in these countries is actually, even with transfer wise is still a big problem. But imagine using a cryptocurrency. Pam, pam, instant. Can't wait for yeah. this. Automatic. Yep. Well, you'd be using um, Lightning, right? Lightning payments. Jack Mallers, uh, you can be uh, like paying people in, in, in real time. Yeah, 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 it's, for sure. It's like, it's, and we'll go there. So we'll, we'll go for sure. There. It was, this was not a priority for us right now because, you know, it's like we need to make sure the school is working and everything else. But but it will happen for sure. Like, you know, it's like that's, that's on our list. And, um, you know, we'll be probably one of the first schools in the world accepting this. Yeah, you know, for sure. With crypto, so. And, and not only for, cryptos, like no, not only Bitcoin. And, sorry, it's like other other coins. And for teachers to be able to uh, to to be paid in that that that's that's awesome. So are you, I think you're about to raise. Is that right? Are you are you looking um, to raise uh, over the next uh, month or so uh, for anybody any investors that might be listening to the podcast? Yeah, well, I, I don't think actually it's so legally possible to say this. Like, yes, we are raising money. So if someone is interested, uh, then I think the best way will be to get in touch with us. But I cannot give details because I, I, don't, I don't think it's actually uh, legal, right? Like, I think you need to be accredited investors. Like, there are some regulations on this. But yes, we do plan to raise money. So if you're interested, yeah. I mean, best way probably just ping Daniel and Daniel can make an intro uh, pretty easily. So... Yeah, that's uh, something that we we do plan to to do, kind of next, and and make this school available. Like I don't know, man, to millions of students. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Vlad, is there anything else that uh, we didn't touch on that you think uh, we should have done? Um, man, I think it was a very long conversation. Anyway, I hope uh, you know people uh, could stay so long. And I, I, I hope it was not boring. <laughs> uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too. So um, yeah, I had a great time. At least we have was... like two people happy, right? Like, and then yeah. hopefully the other people will not be bored. But what I said, were like, hey, what is this crazy guy? And... I know. I always ask uh, uh, the, the same question at the end of, uh, of, of each podcast. I don't know whether you're aware of this, but if you had one orange pill left to give to someone, who would you give it to and why? one orange pill yep for someone to learn about bitcoin you got one left for someone to learn about bitcoin i mean i i think can i can i do it you know for me uh 10 years ago Yes, that's the best answer yet. <laughs> no one's, no one's answered that. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> so you know, like traveling in time, say, "Blood, take this pill." You know, it will yeah. help you. Yeah. So I guess, I guess be, you know, selfish, uh, selfish answer. I no, know, no, no, no. That's just... that's that's perfect. 
Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, talking about Bitcoin, um, this could actually happen also because of um, of one of your, um, I don't know, it's like you actually joined these classes and I was like, I don't know, Saifadan, right? So, uh, yeah, Saifadan. 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 Yep. So, so, so um, I, I, I read his book and I don't know how he started to follow me on Twitter. I follow him. I don't know how this happened. I'm not so active on Twitter. But at some point I tweeted the fact, like this was like two years ago, I tweeted the fact that homeschooling is the fastest growing trend on, on education. And he saw my tweet somehow and retweeted it, right? Man, really appreciated this. I mean, we never met in person, but really appreciated. So he retweeted this and then uh, Fred Wilson, which is a famous investor in New York City, saw this tweet and he decided to add a blog post using my tweet, right? So, but he saw it because of, because of Saifedin, right? So like, this was like the path. And he's like, he wrote this blog post saying, you know, the future of education is like opting out from the traditional education system. <laughs> and man, because, because I, this article was published there, I got, you know, this, this uh, you, you know now, um, Lambda School founder, yeah, Austin. Austin, Austin right? right? So Austin, mm -hmm. which also I never met, he said, hey, Vlad, on Twitter, right? It's like he said, hey, Vlad, you should meet my invest, my investor, John, right? right? Which which also I never met. So John is like, now John on Twitter say, hey, Vlad, we should talk. And guess what, man? It's like John is now an investor with us for two years. He is the main investor with us. And this actually happened, you know, by this chain of events which is amazing and and mind-blowing in the same time and so i'm so grateful to anyone who actually uh, you know help spread this kind of like tweet and um and yeah make this happen in a way so very interesting Thank yeah you so much. i i remember that we you you were so excited because this was when we were just in those planning phases of um the the homeschooling global summit and exactly. it's amazing it's amazing how like all of these, when you put yourself out there, right? That things happen. They're not going to happen if you just sit in your corner and just doing like, like we're taught to do, just keep your head down, shut up and don't question authority. Don't go and build anything. Just get a job and work your nine to five. No, that's legacy mm -hmm. system thinking. Exactly. And, and, and John, just by the way, John is like, a, it's a common name, but John is probably the most amazing investor in education. As like, I, I don't know anyone better than John right now. Like he invested in our school, Lambda school, you know, like and mm -hmm. very knowledgeable. Prender. And I was like, he was prem that like, yeah, like a Sora school, like, you know, all these amazing companies, of course, Galileo, right? So, um, and yeah, he is like, he really helped us with that. So, you know, we got lucky to get in touch via this, you know, chain of events on Twitter. And uh, we actually, I met John only once in London for I guess a day and that's it. But we work together for, I guess, more than one year now and we meet like weekly basis and yeah, very interesting. It's not, the world is like very interesting. And for anybody that is interested, everybody that you've just uh, mentioned, uh, Austin and John, it's John Danner. Uh, I'll put all of these on Twitter. You can go and follow these guys, but we did have them all on at last year's summit. Um, I, I interviewed uh, Austin and you can learn about Lambda, which I think is an amazing school. Uh, oh, yeah, they're disrupting, disrupting colleges, right? So like, man, mm. that's game changer. 
So when you think about, you know, college education, you think like, what is the solution? But like this guys actually, they, they designed a solution, which is amazing, right? And free, you don't have to pay. Well, you have to pay, I don't know, I guess like $30,000. But if you are successful, which is amazing to have, you know, incentives aligned with the school, it's yeah, amazing. So yeah, uh, I love yeah, that yeah. model. Like you, yeah, you do it for free, but then you pay them back as soon as you get employed. But you, your employment has to be it's at least $100,000 a year or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And so yeah. then you pay back in installments over a certain amount of time. Like it, it, they turned the business model upside down. They turned education upside down. And, and, um, and it's not only that they're like educating you, like and teaching you to do this stuff, but they, they work with you to make sure you can get the job, right? Like it's, so they, they introduce it to these companies, you know, it's like, it's amazing. They open doors for you. Imagine, you know, it's like it's, you have someone on your side. It's incredible. So yeah, it's and we model. I, I can't leave the interview without um, saying, you know, we have the biggest Bitcoin whale on our side as well, uh, Michael Saylor and what he's doing with Saylor.org. And this is taking university education completely free around the world for anyone, anywhere. And I spoke to the director of the school, um, the university, Saylor.org, uh, and he, his, his vision is just so clear on what they're doing and the people's lives they're changing is incredible and safe's courses are going to be on there so you can go study austrian economics for free learn everything about austrian economics for free for, for anyone around the world and anything else by the way you know whatever math to a you and they're going to be um to a university grade certification level so they'll be able to get the certificates as well so they're doing that university level you're doing this galileo eight-year-olds to like 16 year olds whatever 18 18 so eight, eight, 18. 18 yep 8 yeah. to 18 exactly and then it, it's it's happening we, we are to borrow the term dematerializing school yeah, yeah it's exactly so done it's it doesn't need to be physical locations anymore it, so the, the, yeah at least there is there is there is a new way right of thinking so uh you can say now Practically, the parents now, they don't have an excuse, right? Like you can say, I mean, before you had to say, you know, like, oh, but I don't have other solutions. Now there are solutions. So this excuse is not longer valid. Doesn't, it doesn't wash. And it's the same with Bitcoin. It, you know, like, I don't understand finance doesn't wash. If you're not, if you're not going to take charge of this, whether it's your finances or whether it's your kid's education, then what are we here for? But it's but it's so easy today to learn about all these things, man. It's like it's you know, it's like if you want to learn about Bitcoin, it's everything is out there. You just have like a couple of good books, great books, read them, take a course on Coursera. Then you know, if you want to understand the other perspective, you go on masterclass, take Paul Krugman class on you know on <laughs> economics. You go and take uh, you know, it's like there are some very interesting classes on like how central banks are working and everything. So then you can have a a full perspective of things. And then when you understand the full perspective of things, then if you choose the, the other side, then it's like, that's something wrong with you. It's like, I'm telling you. It's like, I Okay. All right, Vlad. Let's leave it here, man. It's been great. Um, really appreciate you coming on. And uh, I really appreciate everything you've done, Galileo. I know I, I've, I've watched you throughout the whole time build this thing and uh thank you for reaching out originally a few years back when 
when when you first did and uh you know i feel very closely tied to you and and this project and three of my kids are absolutely loving it and i can see how they are flourishing and you know the, the, the you know what this means to us as our our family as we can be less stressed around each other and grow together and, and travel together and in much more of a easier and uh more deeply meaning way than ever before this is changing people's lives man you should be very proud yeah thank you so much man it's like same same with you and uh another quick note here is like because twitter was amazing for us right both of us this mm -hmm. is how we met you know you know how actually we met together like it was that crazy idea to have the randomness of life and i think people should be much more open to meet you know strangers so we had this idea it's like you know it's like actually let's meet for a glass of wine random people online on zoom and we did it and it was amazing right so i think we should do this again man it's like uh, you know and open up the doors like for uh, for um, for the randomness of life you know for who knows what it can bring to you. absolutely excellent vlad have a great afternoon man share share thank you so much man and uh, enjoy Hey guys, thank you for listening as always and uh, thanks again to Vlad for coming on the show and spending this time talking about something I think you probably all picked up on. He is very, very passionate about and building this project out has been an incredible amount of work and, and having the pleasure of being very, very close to it and watching it all transpire um is is it's amazing to watch something grow from an idea to to what we have today and if you go and check out the website that's one thing but if you go and check out the uh, the youtube videos that uh like you said the um each facilitator will do a little pitch for the kids of a new lesson for next month and some of those pitches are just amazing and the kids love watching it and getting excited about the next nano degree or the next club that's starting. And one thing we didn't touch on actually, which uh, rounds the whole thing out quite nicely, is the kids also do student-led clubs. So, for example, um, my two kids, they always join in the student-led chess club. And this afternoon, uh, another two of them, Lauren being one of them, was in the student-led cookery club. So... There's, there's all of this stuff going on that is getting driven by the kids. And the kids that turn up to chess club are the kids that are interested in chess club. And then they lead each other and they help each other learn the game. And they're learning. There's no adult there to teach them. They're learning themselves. They'll be watching YouTube videos, figuring it out and uh, playing online or using an online um, tuition uh, built into the program that they're using. It's so great to see, and it's something I, I, I truly hope that many people listening to this with, with young families uh, will, will consider looking into. So I will leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening and liking, sharing, reviewing. Everything that you do is, uh, is really very much appreciated. And if you want to learn more about this and the way my wife and I escaped the uh, originally the the education system and after i quit my career you can check out my book that's called choose life 
by Daniel Prince. You can put that into Amazon and you will find it. Or you can head over to once-bitten.com and find out a little bit more about myself there and the book. You can also just look around the website. All the podcasts are there. Uh, It has a link to the YouTube videos as well. Some of the podcasts have been released in video form. And of course, all the sponsors of this show. And there's a few more now that have given me links uh, for discounts for listeners. So make sure you go and check out that. And perhaps there's something there that you might be able to uh, use for yourself and save on commissions or get some free gifts, whatever it is that, uh, that you're looking for. The sponsors of this show, as you guys know, uh, coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten and across the pond swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten appreciate you guys bitcoin only company we are almost almost in a bull run I don't know it's like there's so much more to come this is just the beginning FOMO hasn't even kicked in yet and we're at $53,000 so let's go Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next show. Take care.